KJ, and welcome to the Midwest Bias Podcast. As always, we have a fun show today. And before we get into bringing in any guests, I'm going to talk a little bit about the best thing I saw all week. It's the best thing I saw all week. So the best thing I saw all week was that the FDA approved a new drug, finally, for the treatment of ALS, a.k.a. Lou Gehrig's disease. The drug itself is called AMX0035, and it'll be marketed as Relvrio. Relivrio? I don't know. But it's widely known within the scientific community as AMX0035. Um, This is the same drug that got approved by the FDA in Canada conditionally, Uh, maybe two months ago, and I'm going to do something I don't normally do, which is read straight from the New York Times, just because this is definitely the best thing I saw all week as it relates to my mom and her treatment for ALS. So the headline is, FDA approves ALS treatment despite questions about effectiveness. Don't worry, I'm not going to read the whole article. The drug is safe in one trial found it may extend survival and slow paralysis in functions like muscle control and speaking. A larger trial will be completed in 2024. Um, I found it interesting that this is not me reading anymore. I found it interesting that the treatment was conceived about a decade ago, which I didn't know about, by two college students from Brown University. The FDA does say it doesn't have sufficient evidence that the medication would help patients live longer or slow the rate at which they lose functions, like muscle control, speaking, or breathing without assistance. Nevertheless, I am reading now. The agency decided to greenlight the drug without waiting two years for results of a large clinical trial, citing data showing the treatment to be safe and the desperation of patients with the disease that often causes death within two to five years. So basically, they approved this drug that is not, has not been proven to be effective, but it, it has been, it sounds like it has been proven to be safe. So yeah, and this quote's in a memorandum by the FDA. Given the serious and life-threatening nature of ALS and the substantial unmet need, this level of uncertainty is acceptable in this instance. There are only two other um, drugs on the market for ALS. One was approved in 1995. That was the first one, Ruyuzol. And there was another one called Radicava approved in 2017. And Mama is on both of those drugs. And she has put her name on the list for this new drug. AMX 0035. This goal was really achieved due to the advocacy of patients with ALS and their families, their friends, and the doctors who can see the progression and the devastating effects of the disease. So it's a big win for all of them. It wasn't approved by a very large margin, and it was the work of these people and these advocates that really gave it that extra push it needed, I think, to get approved. One gentleman, Mark Weston, who is a member of the advisory committee who has ALS, said he was disappointed that the new information the company presented wasn't stronger. Yeah, me too. He said, I was hoping for something more, but I can't decouple my thoughts about that from my thoughts about the unmet need, end quote. And then Brian Wallach, who co-founded a group called I Am ALS, great, uh, great group, He's 41. He said, instead of thinking you are protecting me, I want you to recommend approval so that I have a chance to live. And then they said, that testimony was read mostly by a friend because 
ALS has profoundly damaged his ability to speak. Anyway, I'm not going to read the whole thing. Um, I've probably lost some of you or maybe all of you already, but this is something near and dear to my heart and this family. And I just wanted to say that a lot of this money for this research comes from the ALS Association, which is a fantastic organization. I cannot say enough good things. They have given my mom so many things that help her in her daily struggles. You call, it's there, they, they, they ship it out the next day. She just got a shower chair, for instance. And a lot of the money that's been, that's been raised for all of that stuff that she gets and all the other patients with ALS get, as well as the money for the study of this drug, AMX0035, a lot of it is through the 2014 Ice Bucket Challenge, if you all remember that. It uh, has really raised a ton of money. And that thing could have been a, you know, that, that thing was just, it just took off. And little did I know back then that it was going to be something that affected my family and me so personally and something that I'm really, really grateful for. So that was the best thing I saw all week, which is saying something because Brandi Carlisle put out a new album, which is a reimagining of her album that she put out in October, uh, the one that Sean Morrissey was talking about last week, In These Silent Days. This one's called In the Canyon Haze, and it may sound like a gimmick, but it's really, really good. And it's it's basically, if you like music that that came out of Laurel Canyon in California in the mid-60s to mid-70s, Joni Mitchell, uh, The Doors, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, The Mamas and the Papas, and Mama Cass, and then later, Jackson Brown, Bonnie Raitt, Linda Ronstadt, and The Eagles, so many, um, just so many musicians. But if you like music from that time, they've taken their entire album, and they've, because the Laurel Canyon... That era of music and that beautiful place inspired them, so they decided to take this album and reimagine it in the canyon. And they did it with lots of harmonies and just gorgeous. And I cannot decide right now which album I like better. They're so both so good. And also, she did a live performance of that album this past Wednesday night in IMAX theaters across the country, which I thought, oh, okay, well, this will be weird because it's, you know, we're sitting in a theater and she's not, you know, we're watching her, we're not at a live show, but it was fantastic. Like, I can't even describe it. So anyway, anybody wants to go out and get that ticket to IMAX, she's doing an, they're doing an encore performance. I think that doesn't mean she's live, but that show was just beautifully shot cinematically. Too bad it can't win some sort of award because it was so good. But anyway, yes, I love Brandy Carlisle, but it's not the best thing I saw all week. Because when it comes to Mama and the possibility of slowing this progression, that's definitely the best thing I saw all week. It's the best thing I saw all week. All right, let's get on with the show. Taste test with the Hall of Famer. Well, yes, it is the taste test with the Hall of Famer. And I want to welcome back the Hall of Famer. All right. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. (laughs) It was a long commute, but I made it. So now what we're doing today is a little bit different. We're going back to what we used to do, which is two beers. And there's a reason for this beyond that we don't have enough. Uh, We do have enough. So we could have done three. But I have just decided I have got to do something. And I'm going back to Whole30 because... I cannot 
control myself otherwise. <laughs> so too many stouts around the house, too many chocolate chips that the Hall of Famer thinks she's hiding when she's not, and I can find them because she makes a lot of banana bread, chocolate chip banana bread, don't you? Well, I try to make more, but all my chocolate chips are <laughs> yeah, go missing. I, if, uh, so I just, I know myself too well, and so I'm on the 30-day whole 30, except the things I do for this podcast. <laughs> so we're only going to do two instead of three because all I'm going to do is taste it, and then the Hall of Famer is responsible for drinking it all. So she didn't want to do three. No. I, I And I don't want to waste the beer. And two mm-hmm. is pushing Right. It. And now I'm I'm on day two. So 28 more days to go and yeah. I can have a full stout again. So, or wine. You know, it's come upon wine season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For some people. The uh, shipment of from our wine club is on the way. So, yeah. Okay. What do we have? All right. And from whom? The first one is from Kim Wilson. And, oh, okay. Uh-huh. It is from the Eastern Market Brewing Company, brewed and canned in collaboration with Ferndale Project in Royal Oak, Michigan. Hold on. Hold on. We have a Midwestern beer. <laughs> you know how I feel about that. Yeah, well, you're wrong. All right. The, the can, it's a 16-ounce can. And the label is like a creamish white color is the underlayment with with the top. Underlayment? Yeah, you know, the base layer. Underlayer? Underlayment? I've never heard the term underlayment. I might have made it up. Okay, go ahead. I'll look it up. But you know what I meant. I sure did. Yeah. And then on top of that, we have, it's called Coconut U-B-E. Ube. Coconut Ube? Coconut Ube. And uh, on the off to the side, it looks like a coconut that's dripping. And then there's also some purple and some peachish pink color things that look like they're dripping. It's just a really cool label. It is 5.5% alcohol by volume. Mm. It The style is a blonde ale, so you probably won't like no, it. No, I won't. Hold Hops. on. Oh. Underlayment. It, it, it can be used for this. It's, Nailed it. It's a surface prep, the Home Depot. Well, underlayer yeah. flooring underlayment is a thin layer of material, such as fiber, felt, rubber, or foam. The thin layer of material helps cushion sound absorption, insulation, and reduce wear with your flooring. So it's the underlayer, underlayment of the beer can. I'll take it. Label. I'll take it. And you oh. know why I would know this is because I worked for several years at Menards. I know you did. Mm-hmm. Saving money at Menards. So anyway. Totally. Uh, we are totally. Look, we are living up to the Midwest bias name <laughs> right there. That's right. It's all about Menards. If you don't know about Menards, you are definitely not a Midwesterner. That's right. Yeah. Uh, adjuncts, toasted coconut, and yube, whatever yube is. Oh, okay. Well, you that's why it's that called up. yube coconut. I guess. I come from all a, capitals. U B E. My first podcast, we never looked anything up, so this is new for me. Oh, I like looking stuff up. Yube. I like to know immediately. A purple yam. Oh, wow. Gross. See, yeah, that's I why guess. you don't want to know. Well, that's why know. there's purple on here. Yeah, you don't want to know that. Though. And coconut. So now oh. you... Okay, so now we're okay. going to see if we taste yams. Yeah. That's all I'm looking up. All right. That's right. it. Cheesy Ooh, rating system. purple. It is purple. It's like a yam. It's the yube. yube. It's the yube. Okay, zero equals ish. One, criminy. Two, ufta. 
Three. It's interesting. Four. Oh, geez, that's good. And five. And five. Yeah, betcha. All right. This one is dark and uh-huh. it's purple. Yeah. It is screaming youb. Which I won't like. Okay. You can definitely, it smells a little fruity and, uh, does which is smell, interesting. Does it smell yubish? Maybe that's the hops. Maybe that's the hops I smell. Does it smell yubish? No, I wouldn't say yubish. No. She's drinking it. Mm. Remember, Whoa. you have to drink both of these. Urf. I'm already breaking the rules just by sipping the beer. There's a lot going on there. There's definitely some aftertaste. Mm-hmm. You could definitely taste the coconut. Definitely seems like there are some hops in there. Okay. Whatever the, what what did I say the, oh, the hops was Magnum. What does that mean? I don't know. Magnum like major, means get out of there. Like major That's hops? That's what I'm guessing, yeah. Okay. And the the rating? You need uh, another drink, it, I no, think. No, it's a one. Oh, yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it at all. Okay, well, you're good. The purple is the only reason I'm giving it a one, because it looks cool. Okay. All right, here I go. <laughs> Woo, she's her eyes are like twitching Whoa. and stuff. I'm gonna smell it. I should have smelled it first, but sorry, Todd. She's giving a good sniff though. I really don't know what I'm smelling there. Mm-mm. The it's good confusing. news is this doesn't taste like sweat socks or or sweaty gym socks. That's good. I no, can't I remember was thinking what that might said. be the hops. Oh, okay. Because otherwise, it's just coconut and yube. Yes, I'll try one more sip. Since this is the only sugar I'll be getting are these taste tests. <laughs> but I'll tell you, it doesn't taste like there's any sugar in here at mm-hmm. all. It, yeah. That's a... I think I actually like it more than you. It's probably a two for me. Wow. Yeah, it's just got a little interesting flavor, but not enough to be a three. I'd say a two. I'll tell you what, when she's on whole 30, you like to give some points. Yeah, I guess no, so. I think you'd count that as a zero or one. Oh, maybe. If, maybe. Uh, if you weren't on whole 30 right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you, Kim. That is interesting. An oob. I've never heard of, nope. of a potato in beer. Yeah, we learned something new. All right, next one. I think I'm going to like this one. This one yeah, I do too. is makes me uh, from Lone Eagle Brewing. Who donated it? Oh, this is from... Patrick Smith. Oh, okay. And Lone Eagle Brewing is from Flemington, New Jersey. Okay. Yeah. East Coast beer. Yep. And the kind is Boysenberry Gusher Series. Yeah. Oh. You know what? Is that like from the Gusher candies? I think so. Or the Gusher um, fruit snacks. Yeah. You know what? The yeah. The, the actual font of boysenberry looks like the gusher font. Uh, excuse me, don't give it away. Oh, that's what you were going to say. Uh, uh, yeah. If this tastes like the gushers, I may have to split it evenly <laughs> with you. It's going to be good and sweet, I bet. Mm-hmm. So it's a boysenberry gusher series, American sour beer. And they say this kettle at acidified. Interesting. Gusher is bursting with flavor from loads of boysenberry, which which adds notes of blackberry and raspberry while packing a puckering sour punch. It is 6.8% alcohol by volume. Whoa. Now, this label is mm-hmm. pretty darn cool. It yeah. looks straight out of like an 80s commercial. Or a video game. Or video game or something. Because the boysenberry 
wording is just like what you saw in the gusher mm-hmm. package i don't really know you said but that. the 80s i don't think the gushers were around in the 80s i don't know but it looks really neat and it's um a bunch of different colors there's green there's purple there's blue and there's different lines like it's yeah like it's part of a video game or something uh the lines are on the top and the bottom it's a 16 ounce can and then the actual part where it says boysenberry gusher series looks like a gusher exploded behind it yes now what color do you think that'll be do you think we're gonna have two purple beers uh-huh tonight? i think it's me yeah i, I do let's, okay now let's before you open that open. Oh. wait before you open that what is your favorite gusher flavor uh, i don't have one i didn't eat gushers what? much i loved mm-hmm. gushers and i can't believe i'm gonna say this because i've always disagreed about this blue being an actual flavor jason fuse Hang on. It's the name drop, name drop of the week. Jason used to talk about blue is his favorite flavor. <laughs> and blue is a color. But yes. my favorite flavor of Gusher was blue. Really? Yes. Now yeah. go ahead and open it. I think I liked all Gushers. Like I didn't care. Well, yeah, what they kind. were all good, but the blue was my favorite. Oh, I don't remember. Oh, there's a little head on there. Oh, it's a little more pink than blue yep, purple. It, it is. It is. It's Ooh, like a pinkish look at purple, all that though. Head, though. It, there is some head involved. It's very pretty looking, and it is thicker. You definitely can't see through it. Let's smell it. Not quite as thick as the smoothie. Smells like emergency. Oh, okay. So fruity. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Smells like what I'm. Look at yeah. in your eyes and in your face right now. It's got five written oh, all I'm over it. Oh, I'm just so excited. You, I've never seen you more excited to drink a beer. Not as much flavor oh. as I thought there would be. Shoot. But still very good. Sip number two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's light and refreshing. Not as sour as I thought. It's almost like it's a diet boysenberry gusher series. A diet yeah, gusher? Like, yeah, You're not like selling light. this. Like You're light. not selling this. So I wish it had a little more flavor to it and a little more Wait, punch. By flavor, do you mean sugar? Mm-hmm. No, like f- more fruity and yeah, just a, more of a punch thrown at me. And there, it's 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 light. Okay. So I'm gonna give it a four. Okay. I, well, I would still it's good. yeah, That's, I would still, order, still order for it. sure. All right. But I I was hoping for a little more. It does smell like emergency. Yeah, I'll agree with you on that. Like a raspberry emergency. Yeah, I'll go with raspberry. All right, here we go. That's my sour face. Yeah, it looked like it packed a punch on you. Well, I kind of got stuck and I had to swallow fast, so I didn't really taste it. It like went to the back of my throat immediately. And Mm -hmm. if I wasn't going to swallow, I was going to throw it back up. Yeah. So I need to take another taste. Okay, do it. She was swishing it around in her mouth. Like she's really trying to enjoy this. Yeah, because this is my last chance until the next taste test. She's going to want a third sip, I can tell. Um, yeah. The way you were all pumped up about it, I was expecting a five, but I would also call that a four. Mm. It's quite good. Yeah, right? Ah, oh, geez, it's good. Yeah, I'll drink that. And so will I. <laughs> Thank you, Patrick Smith. Do we have any more from Kim Wilson or Patrick Smith? Uh, Kim Wilson is all done. Okay. We have, t- I believe, two more from Patrick, okay. and I believe... We have one from Ed Butt. Yep, one from Ed Button. I think we have two from Sarah Susie. Sarah Susie. Okay. 
Well, thank you, Kim Wilson. We have closed out your beers tonight, and the Hall of Famer will be enjoying the last one, Yube Coconut. Mm. <laughs> Bring on the Yube. And thank you, Patrick Smith. Well, that was good. We've kept the taste test to the time that we kind of hoped for with the taste test. So thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me. And speaking of Kim Wilson, it's time to bring on the Midwest guest co-host of the day. Time for the Midwest guest co-host. She's the best co-host of the day. Yeah, it's the Midwest guest co-host. Yeah, you betcha she'll know just what to say. Yep, it's time for the Midwest guest co-host and welcome back, Kim Wilson. Oh my gosh, thanks so much. Did you are you hearing that? I, I did no. hear Rue. Rue oh, was God, welcoming Rue. me back to the podcast as well. Yeah. By saying outside. All right. Hold on one second because the dog gets what the dog wants. Absolutely. I mean, the minute you hit record. Yeah. Okay, so should we start out and and just get it out of the way the twins and tigers season? Because we I feel like we suffer together. Yes. Um, I don't know. I don't even know. Maybe I'll look up their records unless you have them memorized. Um, I do have the Tigers memorized. Uh, as of this oh. recording, they are 60 and 92. So I am hopeful that we can get to at least three more wins so that we won't have a 100 loss season. Um, yeah. We'll see. I just saw that the Nationals had a 100 loss season. Oh, okay. Um, anything, anything we can do to be better than the Nationals, I'm all for. <laughs> absolutely okay so okay the twins i'm looking this up right now they are 74 and 79 as of this recording okay um which sounds way better to 60 and 92 but they were like 10 games over 500 not that long ago and right. uh they just quite frankly they gave up yeah yeah and uh, they have a, a weekend series here in detroit mm-hmm. so that will be, Ooh, um, be interesting exciting. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. It's the Tigers' last homestand. I have decided I am not going. Uh, number one, I have too much going on this weekend, but also number two, I went Labor Day weekend, and when you mess up a marketing promotion that you've done, you've you've lost me for the rest of the year. What happened? They had a craft beer night. So Ooh. included in your ticket was a free beer and a t-shirt. That sounds great. Simple enough, right? Sounds like it. Yeah. So I get there. I go up to guest services to get my t-shirt. Got it. And they said, you know, if you go down to this one bar, you can uh, meet up with the Atwater Brewery folks who were the, uh, who was the brewery that uh, put this on, was sponsoring it. So I go down there and they end up offering me another free beer. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. Two free beers from a ballpark. Can't Mm -hmm. beat that. Yeah. I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop here. Oh, just wait. Just wait. (laughs) So I drink that free beer and I do a couple laps around the stadium because I get to the ballpark early. Mm -hmm. And then I go decide to cash in my other free beer that actually came with the ticket. So I go to the one bar that they gave us instructions as to which bars and and concession stands you could use it at. Went to the first one and they said, no, you have to go upstairs. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I go upstairs and I see a couple in front of me who are also with the 
craft beer stuff. And so they said they are trying to get their beers. And the woman behind the bar is trying to scan their tickets as if something was to happen. Apparently the Tigers were supposed to load $15 into your MLB app ticket so that they could scan it. Guess what didn't happen? I'm going to go ahead and guess that that didn't happen. That didn't happen. Correct. So they tell us, go to guest services. You can either go to the guest services at level 300 or the guest services at level 100, and they will take care of you from there. What they're going to do is give you uh, a coupon for $15 so that you can go use it at a concession stand. Okay. So the couple and I are talking. They go to the level 300. I go to the level 100. At level 100, they told me to go to 300. As I'm leaving... (laughs) As I'm leaving that, I see the couple coming down from 300. They told them to go to 100. So nobody knows what's going on. So then the husband of the couple happened, and I happened to be outside as they're telling the wife that she needs to go back up to 300. And I see this gentleman from the marketing department slam all these coupons down on the table as if we have done something wrong. And Mm, if he's angry at this situation... And it ends up being these $5 tickets, like concession tickets. So I have to go and scan three of these things to get my free beer. <laughs> so, I, so I go over to get these things scanned and they're not scanning. So yeah, I only ended up not. getting two of them to scan. And I finally said, forget it. Let me pay. Let me just pay the remaining balance. And get me out of here because I'm done with this promotion. Boy, it's a good thing you got to the ballpark early. Seriously. Otherwise, it would have been the third inning by the time you got this taken care of. Uh, yeah. And thank God for the other couple who verified that we were to, you know, like we had all been through this together and they went to the different one and I had already been down to the to the 100 level. It was just, it was a, it was just, it was terrible. So I... I said, I think this is my, uh, my breaking point for the season. They also lost like 12 to two that day. So mm-hmm. I said, you know what? I, I think, I think I'm good. They're not going to get any more of my money this year. We're going to hit the reset button and we're going to try this again next year. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm sorry that happened. And I also went to my last twins game just mm-hmm. last weekend, but I left with a good taste in my mouth. Not only did the Twins win, that was beside the point, because I'm over whether they win or lose anymore. But we got there, and the Hall of Famer and I had VIP parking because we have Twins season tickets, and sometimes they will give you, they'll run these things where they're, you, you fill out a wish list at the beginning of the year of all the things that you would, you know, I, this is what I wish to have happen and mm-hmm. you rank them from one to 10. And I think number 10 was VIP parking because we all know how important parking is. 100%. Yep. And I have never been selected for any of these wish lists the entire time I've been a season ticket holder, which is since 2009. I've never gotten okay. anything. Well, this year I finally get the VIP parking, the year right before we're not we're not going to renew <laughs> next year. <laughs> they so, knew it. They were like, we're going to we're going to send you out in style. And the only, uh, the only, one of the reasons that I, I had to fill out a questionnaire as to, you know, when I, when I did decided not to renew, what was some of the reasons? And one of them was you, you promised these wish lists 
and I haven't gotten one the entire time I've been a, a season ticket holder. So anyway, that happened. So I'm like, okay, great, we'll do it. So they, they let you park kind of right where the, the Twins players park, and then you go right in. You don't Ooh. really even deal with security because the dog sniffs your car, so you don't, mm-hmm. you just you just go right in. So we didn't have to go early. We showed up 10 minutes before the game started, but because you're in the, you know, the, they call it the championships club. It's the championship club. It's the, the seats right behind the plate that are all plush. That's where you mm-hmm. sort of enter. Well, because you enter way down there, you we have to take an elevator up to our upper deck seats. So we have right. to go from like, I don't know, four or five flights all the way up. So the elevator attendant is taking us up and we go all the way up to the top. And there's a guy on that gets off with us. And then when we're off, we start walking away. And he says, excuse me, where are your seats? I said, I think we're over here in section three, whatever. And he says, well, I'm an employee here. And he shows us his employee ID around his neck. He said, I have club tickets and my peop- I have four tickets and my folks can't show up today. Would you like them? Uh, yes, because I would. I have only sat in club section once and I love club. Because mm-hmm. you're indoors, it was sort of misting in, you know, mid-50s it was or mid-60s. Right. It wasn't nice. And I'm like, yeah, we would love that. So he emails it, and sure enough, there they are in my ballpark app. So we go in there, and then we're sitting there, and it's just it's just awesome. I'm really close to the press box, so I'm, hang, I'm you know, I'm waving at Dick Bremer, who's the oh, okay, yeah. play-by-play guy. And then... A t-shirt cannon shoots, and guess who catches the t-shirt? No way. Yeah, so I had, we have a good taste in our mouth from the twins, but not enough to go back and say, uh, I'd like to renew, I'm already, I mean, I think I lost out on that opportunity, so. Right, right. And the twins did win. See, that's that's all that matters. The twins won. You left the season on a good note. I did not. Yeah. (laughs) But let me ask you this about Detroit. Okay. Uh, I love Comerica Park. You know that mm-hmm. I, I we've talked about this before. Does they, it sounds like they tried to do this craft brew night, but it wasn't that successful. Hopefully, they will try it again next year and get it taken care of or straightened out. But I'm wondering, do they have a pup in the park night? Yes, they have multiple. Um, I think they have two or three. See that officially just makes Comerica Park cooler than Target Field because they have not done that here and I just don't understand why. Okay, yeah. No, I they have at least two or three per season. They have learned the lessons of the Toledo Mud Hens, which is their triple A affiliate. Um they do not have fireworks on on the Pup in the Park night oh. anymore due to an incident a couple of years ago and I was like, okay, why would you have Pup in the Park night and fireworks night? That doesn't, yeah, that's not a good yeah. idea. No, they typically have it on like a Wednesday, like a Tuesday, Wednesday night game. And it looks like a ton of fun. Um, I didn't, I never took any of my dogs there. Um, it looks like a fun time though. It looks like they treat the pups well and, you know, they have plenty of, of uh, water bowls out and places for them to to do their business. So Comerica Park definitely, uh, definitely has a ton of, uh, different nights like that. I mean, they have you know Polish Heritage Night, Irish Heritage Night. They have they have a Pride Night during June. They have all sorts of stuff that you know, like it all looks wonderful. They mm-hmm. even they even do um, a celebration of the local universities. So 
They'll have a, a University of Michigan night, a Michigan State night, a sure. Central Michigan yeah. night. Um, although they were lacking in the Eastern Michigan night, which is my alma mater. Oh, and so yeah. I don't know what happened there. So I, you know, strongly worded letter once again to the Tigers Good so that you. I can get my, so I can get my Eagle, my Eagles um, out there. So, so the twins do that too. The only, they don't do, um, they're lacking in the Irish heritage department and, and the mm. Polish heritage. They don't do that, but they do local universities. And because twins territory, as they call it, reaches out to South Dakota and North Dakota, they also include those states with schools and they do like these co-branded hats and stuff. And then okay, they do yep. co-branded stuff for uh, the other professional teams in Minneapolis, like okay. the Timberwolves and the Vikings, stuff like that. So that's kind of cool. They do mm-hmm. a pride night, but they do a pride night in July. Oh, well, I think they missed the mark on that. <laughs> yeah, I guess at least they do it. They usually do a Prince night too. So that's cool. Oh, okay. That's nice. Now the Tigers, since they are owned by the same people who own the Detroit Red Wings, they will often do a crossover night. Um, oh, and they will yeah. do a crossover night at the Red Wings too, where they have the Tigers. So I have a hat that is a red Detroit Tigers hat with a Red Wings symbol on the side. Yeah. See, I like that. I have a mm-hmm. number of those types of hats, not Red okay. Wings, but you know, Minnesota yeah. teams. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we get in a little bit of Twitter talk. Actually, I did get an email this week, and it it's not for public consumption, he asked, but he did say, I know you said you never get any emails, so here you go. So I did get an email. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. You know who you are. Um, Chris Davenport at Chris underscore Davenport says, well, apparently I like sweaty socks, and the Renaissance Fair sounds great. Okay. I First of all, I should ask you, did you listen to last week's episode yet? I did, but I am confused on the sweaty socks portion. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you about. Okay. (laughs) I said that I think that IPAs taste like gym socks. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I asked Todd, why do I just like, why do I just like hate all IPAs or what's the, what is it? And he, he, he's trying to figure it out and he doesn't quite get it. He, he doesn't, he thinks that the beer, if it were to taste like gym socks, the beer should be, I think he said stale, but that's not the case. Right. So I don't know. It's just a taste I get in my mouth when I taste the specific beers. Yeah, it's just certain ones. And and Chris and I have gone back and forth about uh, different IPAs. And in fact, I am drinking one that I recommended to him tonight. It is a star chicken shotgun from the green bush brewing company, which is out of Sawyer, Michigan. Sawyer is just, uh, just outside of the Indiana, Michigan border. So just before you hit Indiana. Okay. So close to being a non Midwestern beer. Very close. Well, yeah, very close, but we're going to call it a Midwestern beer today. Okay. Despite what the Hoffer says. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, this is actually one of my favorite IPAs. It's a 6.8% um, oh. ABV and it has a really light flavor to it. Um, I like it, but I am not a, an all in on IPAs person. Mm-hmm. So I'll preface it with that. So. And do you, are you going to explain the can? <laughs> are you going to try to explain? Okay. The can? <laughs> I can, I can try and explain the can the best that I can. I will, I will, uh, get a picture up on the Twitters for everyone, but okay. it is, uh, it is a chicken dressed somewhat in an Elvis costume. So I don't know why it's called Star Chicken Shotgun, but definitely has an Elvis 
uh, an Elvis hairdo going on this chicken. So it is a, it's a really cute label. I really like it. Interesting. Okay, yeah, you'll have to send a picture of that. Yeah, yeah. And I wanted to ask too, do you, have you been to a Renaissance fair or a festival? Yes, there is one in Michigan. Um, it is just south of Flint. I want to say about 20 miles south of Flint. So going okay. north about an hour-ish outside of Detroit. Um, I have been to it. I haven't been to it lately, just from timing wise. I, I mean, as you know, once fall hits, everything happens. So, you know, oh, yeah. schedules start getting busier you know, football is on, there's all sorts of stuff going on. So, you know, I just, I haven't had time to get up there. I think the last time we went up there was possibly, oh, 2014, 2015. I know we took my grandpa and he loved it, but I can't, I I honestly can't remember when that was. Um, I do know that I cannot eat those giant turkey legs. Um, Something about the grease and everything does not agree with me, but they always look really good. They do look you know. good, but they I have eaten them the one time that I went, and I did not find them to be as pleasing as they looked mm-hmm. but i was i I think I responded to Chris. We didn't even talk about the live jousting that occurs at these festival festivals yes, yes, I love that all is that pretty stuff. cool mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, so I think the festival you know the Renaissance festival is fun but it's not an every year thing for me no no definitely not as I said I I couldn't even tell you the last time I went but I know I have gone and I have enjoyed I I've enjoyed the the people watching obviously the people watching is the best part of any fair festival anything even just um you know even a a baseball game or a football game any Mm -hmm. any time you can get out and see the public and watch them interact with each other I am all for it so well, and so you agree with Rachel reports on that. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the Bob Walsh at Adadaya retweeted a tweet by Midwest versus Everybody, which mm-hmm. their their handle is at Midwestern underscore Ope. <laughs> so, <laughs> which is fantastic. I love it. it. It is very, very fantastic. And this is the tweet. Like any good dip, there are eight layers to a Midwestern goodbye. And I'm going to read the eight layers. And I'm going to ask okay. you if you have any that you'd remove or the, any to add. Are there more mm-hmm. than eight layers? So okay. there's an about to leave warning. Uh, we've yeah. got a go statement. Mm-hmm. Hugs. Walking to the doorway. One more conversation in the doorway. More mm-hmm. hugs. Talking mm-hmm. while everyone's piling in the doorway. And placing the hand on a doorknob, on the doorknob. I I agree with that list. However, I would add the continue the conversation outside. Yes. As well. Instead of placing the hand on the doorknob, it is opening the door, continuing the conversation outside. And then possibly adding a layer of being in the car and then rolling down the window and finishing the conversation. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, and I would say I'd add one little little bit in there too. I I would agree with placing the hand on the doorknob, but I would also agree open the door halfway, talk again, shut the door, keep talking, then open the door and move the party outside. So there's like See, I don't even get to the outside. I was going to say I don't even consider the shutting of the door. Like the door just is a free-flowing door and everybody is okay. walking out and in. Oh, okay. A lot of yeah. times, like, if you think of, like, a garage party, 
Oh, yeah. Where everyone, you know, where everyone's sitting in the garage. And then they have a door maybe to inside the house. And then also another door that is to the outside Mm -hmm. along with the big garage door. I mean, that opens up the possibilities of adding at least another hour to your conversation. It sure does. Of the goodbye. Oh, yeah. It opens up a lot of possibilities. You could be yelling goodbye from the car to the garage door, you know, to the party in yes. the garage. Um, yep. I am I am, I am, am guilty of the Midwestern goodbye, but I also hate it. I, I am mm-hmm. one that says, once we're leaving, can we just say goodbye and go? Yes. Yes. 100%. There has been one time where I have done the Irish goodbye. Now, have you done the Irish goodbye? Uh, explain it to me and I'll tell you if I've done it. Leaving without telling anybody. Oh, yes. Or leaving I, without, leaving telling maybe one person and then mm-hmm. making the beeline. Yeah, I've done that. Because here's okay. why you can't, you have to do that sometimes because otherwise you get stuck with this Midwestern goodbye and you just don't have time yes. for it. You've got to go. I did it at my grandmother's <laughs> luncheon service after she mm-hmm. passed away. Yeah. Because, yes, because in your situations like that, you have to go Mm -hmm. around and say goodbye to everyone. Everybody. And then you rehash things. And then it's they're like little mini, mini Midwestern goodbyes to all these people. Yeah, I can. And I I was to a breaking point with that side of the family anyway. And I said to my mother, because she wanted me to take out this photo collage out to her car. And I said, well, mom, I'm going to tell you this. I go out that door. I'm not coming back in. And mm-hmm. she's like, okay. So, I mean, we had pretty much finished up everything anyway. Yeah. And so that we just had the lingers. So I said, I said, I'm out. And so uh, I picked up my stuff and nobody saw me doing this. And I just walked out the door and I never came back. Yeah, I've done that a lot. And, and, and family mm-hmm. functions are a, a whole different sort of ball of wax because you... That's where the Midwestern goodbye is really an issue. I mean, really can drag on. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And and if you're introverted like me, mm-hmm. these goodbyes are, are just torture. That's why you just leave. Yep. Yep. It's the introvert with extrovert tendencies, which is what mm-hmm. I have, you know. Same. I very much just want to, there's just certain times where I'm like, I just want to be done. Just yes. l- let me go, you know? So yep. I will do an Irish goodbye and, and I've gotten scolded for it for from certain situations and I'm like, I don't care what you think. I had to go. So Yeah, and so there are, I have two follow ups to that. One, the Hall of Famer is one that has to go and hug every single person. And so that's fine, but I'm going to the car, I'll see you there. Right. <laughs> Tell right. them I say goodbye. So that's the, <laughs> that's the one point. And then the other thing that makes it all Midwestern is if you do leave early, you may feel some, so, or not early, but if you do leave without saying goodbye, you may, and, and oftentimes it is early, you may see, you may feel some sort of guilt, not always, but sometimes you may feel some sort of guilt. And then people mm-hmm. will be like, where did you go? You, did you left without saying goodbye? And then, then you're guilt, you're feeling guilty about that because of the Midwestern, your Midwestern background of not wanting to hurt anyone's feelings. It's like right, right. The Midwestern nice kind of like bites you in the ass is basically yeah, what yeah. happens. <laughs> no, exactly. So yeah, I definitely can relate to that tweet. So thank you, mm-hmm. Bob Walsh, for, for sharing that with us. Uh, okay, the last one, Adam Jameson at Soft Toss Lefty. Mm-hmm. And he, he tweeted 
he sort of replied to our tweet last week when we were announcing our episode. And he said, great pod, Jer, and you are a beer guru. At Jeremy, and it's R-A-G-O-N-E-S-E. Do you have a stab at how to say that? Mm, rag- Ragonis? Ragonis? Ragonese? I, I, I feel I, badly. I like that Ragonese. Um, Ragonese. I'm, I'm going to go with Ragonis. Okay. I'm, I'm going to trust you on this one because there's just certain times where I look at something and I go, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> right, right. So the, so the Twitter account is at Jeremy Ragones. Is that what I said? Jeremy Ragones. Jeremy R. Let's go with him. <laughs> Jeremy R. And I don't know Jeremy R. No. And so of no. course I looked at Jeremy's profile and guess what I saw? What's that? He is the president of a brewery in Utah. Really? Uh, yeah. Call, I'm going to spell this one out. This um, I looked on their website like, how do you pronounce our brewery? I didn't find anything. U-I-N-T-A. Hmm. I'm looking yeah. at it right now. I think it's Uinta. Oh, hang on. It's the name drop, name drop of the week. Like, you into stouts? <laughs> By any chance? You betcha. <laughs> <laughs> we, need to, we need to start a you betcha brewing company. <laughs> oh, I'm sure there's probably already one out there. I think that when you and Todd Takei were on the podcast together, we talked about mm-hmm. why don't we start, why don't you start a brewing company when you're that into it? And I think yeah, both no. of your responses was, no, I'm not going to do that work. My, my job is to enjoy the beer. <laughs> yep no there's there's a lot of science involved and let me tell you science was not my background in school Uh so yeah yeah. so you know I looked at this and first of all as Patrick Moffat oh hang on it's the name drop name drop of the week as Patrick would attest there are not a lot of you can't necessarily find a lot of beer in Utah because there's a lot of Mormons out there. Yep. But this place, and I looked it up, and the cans are really cool looking. I would love to see the Hall of Famer try to explain these cans. So, I mean, I'd be totally into you into sending us any beers they want us to try. I do see a lot of IPAs on this list, Kim. I'm not going to lie. There's a lot oh, of IPAs. Man. There's a Pilsner. I'm looking Here's at a, their at their website right now. All of these look amazing. I, I, I really do think that she would. Yeah, I really do think she would have a really hard time explaining some of these. The the can art. It, yeah. it just looks fabulous, though. The the coolest can is the one that's Detour IPA. It's a it's got basically our camper, our eggshell camper. Oh, okay, which yeah, is cool. yeah. But I would not like that. I'm quite certain. The only thing I saw that I yeah. might like is the black. There's a black beer. Oh, the black lager. Yeah, the black lager. Would I like that? Um, possibly. I do like that. It's called Baba, and it has a a black sheep on it. <laughs> yes, yes. And and black sheep would work for me in, in my family. So yeah, yeah. So anyway, this uh, I don't know if Jeremy has listened to this after Adam, you know, gave him the plug that you know we talk about beer. We're definitely not beer gurus, as everyone who's listened to this podcast knows. <laughs> I would but just say that really you cool. are beer enjoyers. Yeah. Now, now. Yes. I never used to like yes. them until, I, I can't remember who the first person was that sent beer. It might have been Todd. Probably. 
and then since then we have or or patrick smith could have been patrick smith although he didn't Mm -hmm. the first thing he sent was ciders because he knew that we weren't big beer people well now yeah i'm a big stout person you're expanding your palates a little bit a little bit but i don't think it'll ever expand to ipa i I did see a sour on that list of Mm -hmm. inta and I, mm-hmm. I guess I would just like to know if I'm spelling, I mean, if I'm spelling, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, Uinta. I'm I'm all in. Yeah. So if they, you know, if Uinta wants to send us beers, actually, you know what? We, Kim, brand new mm-hmm. announcement. We okay. have an actual mailing address at this podcast now. Ooh, that's fancy. Yeah. P.O. Box 538, Red Wing, Minnesota, 55066. If anybody wants to send us anything. Excellent. Are you going to put that in the show notes for everybody? I'll put it in the show notes. Yep. Perfect. So yeah, we went out and we took the podcast budget, which is basically our paychecks from our other jobs. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, maybe we'll add a donation button somewhere if I can figure out how to do it to help pay for stuff like Rachel reports going to the state fair. Yeah, she definitely needs a state fair budget. I am 100% down with donating to the to the state fair budget because everything there looks amazing. A friend of mine mm-hmm. who used to live in Minnesota, he would go multiple times like Rachel and he would get the big, you know, book. I would see him with the big bucket of cookies and I can just envision yes. him just eating the entire bucket of cookies by himself and never gaining a pound uh, because that oh, is yeah, the type that, of person he is. Doesn't that piss you off? Ugh. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah, you're talking about sweet Martha's cookies. Yeah, they look and amazing. They are very, very good. In fact, they're so good, apparently. This year, I read some article somewhere, or maybe somebody sent it to me. It might have been Brad Weiss. Oh, hang on. It's the name drop, name drop of the week. Sent me an article that there was a big fight outside of sweet Martha's like people were cutting in line or something like don't mess with my Martha. Yeah. Come on. Come on. But don't they, don't they have multiple stands? Uh, I don't know that Rachel reports would know that, but I don't. Okay. Rachel, get back with us on that one. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like they should have multiple stands throughout the fair because they're so popular. They would be able to recoup, you know, the, the setup for, for multiple stands. It very quickly. True, true. They have a big one where you can go and get unlimited milk out of a tap while you're while you're eating these cookies. Okay, okay. I'm gonna put a stopper on that one, only because <laughs> it is it is Labor Day weekend. It is around August and September that you, this is happening. In uh-huh. no way, shape, or form should somebody be enjoying milk at a state fair <laughs> with the cookies. Well, I mean, in, in amounts that are unlimited, like nobody should be going back for all of that. I, I agree. Although I will tell you that the milk is ice cold when it comes out and that is good. That's good. That's good. Yeah. But yeah, we could use it to pay for Rachel reports. We could use it to pay for the mm-hmm. PO box I just bought. We, I think I could use it to pay for swag. We could make part of the reason I haven't made swags is money. Part of the reason is right. money. Yeah. I would love to make a can koozie with the, you, you know, the, cheesy rating system on one side and the logo on the other you know oh i'd love that pay for new software for podcasts so maybe i'll do that now kim before we leave Mm -hmm. i am instituting something brand new because you're here and it's called kim's crock pot 
Oh, okay. What's in the pot tonight? So what's in the pot tonight is uh, not the crock pot. The crock pot is being, well, I will have the crock pot in new use next week. But tonight I am creating, uh, I am making shrimp tacos. I Mm. subscribe to HelloFresh. And so I had my three meals delivered today. And so I will be doing shrimp taco fajitas in in the, it's a one pan kind of deal, which I love a one pan, you know, cook up the, cut up the vegetables and then throw it all in one pan and you're good to go. Next week I am skipping, I'm getting my HelloFresh delivery. And I am going to do chicken tortellini soup, which is one of my favorites. And it's a really simple, really simple recipe where it's just celery and carrots, cut up some onion, uh, Italian seasoning, uh, chicken broth, and then the chicken. And then uh, right at the end, you add in any kind of tortellinis you want, whether it be a cheese tortellini, even a chicken tortellini. The cheese tortellini is better, though. So that's what I lean towards. This sounds excellent. And we're recording this right around dinner time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm getting quite hungry. <laughs> but I do want you to tell me a little bit more about HelloFresh. Oh, hang on. It's the name drop, name drop of the week. HelloFresh is one of those meal meals that you pay for that you pay, you you make, but they supply the ingredients, correct? Yes. Like, Yep. What was the first one? Blue Apron. I don't know if it was the first one, but I think of it as the first one. Right, right. Um, and is this one a Kornheiser podcast sponsor? Um, I don't believe so. Okay, so you didn't use the code. No, I did not use the code. I did not use his code, I will say. Okay, I did so use a code back in the day. Mm-hmm. I listened to something called True Crime Obsessed. Oh, yeah. Where they, yeah, yeah right, where right. they review documentaries. And so I used their code, though, so... Okay. Well, maybe HelloFresh would like to give us a code. There you go. Yeah. Are you happy? First, we should say, are you happy with HelloFresh? Yeah. And I mean, they make good when they do things wrong. So if they give me the wrong ingredient or they send or they forget to send the ingredient in general, um, you go on there and you start a, a, a quick help ticket and they apply a credit to your account immediately. I will tell okay. you that um, if they are missing a vegetable, that's a very expensive vegetable for that company. Oh, so, uh-huh. or if like, I think one time I've had a couple of instances where the chicken has cut open. So I have chicken slime kind of like all over this, all over the stuff. Oh, and no. so, yeah, that, that, I mean, a couple of mishaps like that. But they are quick to reimburse you for your next box because they want to keep you as a customer. So, uh-huh. Well, good. At least they've got the customer service going for them because things are going to happen. Oh, absolutely. I mean, today, I'm not going to lie. I came, I left the house for 20 minutes. Uh, I never leave the house, but I had to run back up to the grocery store for something really quick. Came back and the HelloFresh delivery was here. And it looked like Cookie Monster ate the top of it. Oh. It was ripped open. It was not good. And I'm like, well, okay. So I checked my my ring doorbell. And of course, for some reason, it didn't pick up on this transaction. So oh, um, yeah. it just looked like it was opened in some way, shape, or form. But I checked everything in there. All of the ingredients were in there. You know, like all the packages that they they have in there. It looked fine and everything was fine. So I am still going to report it to them and be like, hey, just so you know, Cookie Monster apparently got into your UPS delivery today. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, the, of course, it was the one day I wasn't home of for 20 minutes. So yep. it sounds similar to a FedEx p- package I got last week. Yes, it does. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Kim, I'm not going to keep you any longer because you have shrimp tacos to make. And I do. I do want to thank you for coming on, and I hope you had a fantastic Central Standard Time. As always, thanks for having me. All right. That's it. That's the podcast. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter at Midwest Bias Pod, and you can email your questions and comments to MidwestBiasPod at gmail.com. Be sure to rate and review and subscribe or follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Overcast, that's where I get my podcasts. And no, Overcast is not a sponsor of this podcast yet. But Best Rubber Stamp is. Thanks so much to Best Rubber Stamp and Christopher Giannini and all the folks over there. You can find them at bestrubberstamp.net. Email them at stamps at bestrubberstamp.net. Or give them a call at 901-278-4500. Mention Midwest Bias, get 20% off your first order. And especially be sure to rate and review this podcast if you really like it. If you don't like it, no worries, don't even waste your time. Really, it's fine. So thank you. I appreciate it, and I appreciate you. Bye now. Well, Mom, I'm going to tell you this. I go out that door, I'm not coming back in.